to work, work it, it out. out. I'm Mego. I'm Caitlin. And this is your podcast about working it the F out. Um, <laughs> we've been gone for, I mean, a long time. Maybe a year, over a year. A year if sure. you still think that time is real, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> For those who don't, which is most of us, it was yesterday. <laughs> we were here yesterday. Oh yeah. It's, you know, we're in a, a trying time, specifically a trying time to be like worrying about your body and trying to stay active. If you want to stay active for whatever reason it is that you want to stay active, it's a hard effing time created to do anything. It really is. You know, like when we were last recording episodes, we were sort of focusing on like, what can you do while this pandemic is happening? You know, and we were sort of doing pandemic safe workouts and like reviewing that. And then at some point there was a lot going on for, I think both of us personally in our personal lives, like a crazy amount. And then, you know, the pandemic and all of the amazing social movements that were really super strong and like getting really involved last year, everything just sort of hit at once. And we were like, okay, we have some other things to do right now. (laughs) We got to get some shit together. (laughs) What Kaylin's trying to say is that we just fucking quit. We gave up on all of you. (laughs) We quit. No, I'm just kidding. We listened to ourselves and our needs and we decided that, yeah, we had to take a break, which I hope, you know, I feel like we've talked about that so much on our podcast in general is just knowing when you need a break. Um, It does feel like quote unquote quitting. It does feel like giving up. Um, But Yeah. And we talk about it so often, but I think especially right now where we're kind of in this weird, ambiguous, like maybe throughout like the beginning of the pandemic, you were like, okay, well, I can't really, I can't really do much right now. I can't, I can't really move forward in a lot of things because there's, you know, time has kind of stopped and the world kind of feels like it's not actively, you know, rotating around me. So like, it's fine to just stay in my shell. But then that like, I think with the, with the opening, with like everything kind of opening back up, it was this weird phenomenon of like, oh, wait, the world has kind of been turning and I haven't been turning with it. And I like, I'm not ready for this. I'm not ready for this. You know, like, I think a lot of people that I talked to were kind of like that, like, I'm not ready for this to be happening. And, oh, and then also I haven't been working out because I've just been sitting inside or I haven't been, you know, doing, it's like, how am I going to go back to this life that I had before? Yeah. When there, I just have a new life now. Yeah. Well, and, and then there's sort of like the double fuckery of, okay, let's open things back up. Let's open things back up. Let's get back to it. Let's get back to normal. And and now we're in a phase of the pandemic where it's like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. No, 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 no. Like that was too soon. We have this Delta variant, like messing around with everything. So it's, it's this freaking whiplash as well, you know, cause it's sort of like, oh, great. I think there were also, or I experienced, I feel like there was a lot of people projecting outward excitement, you know, which is great, you know, and like, oh, awesome, great. Things are opening up. We're all getting vaccinated. So great. Awesome. And then noticing that, I know I was personally sort of feeling like, okay, I want to get excited. And there's a little bit of, let's just wait and see, you know, 
Mm-hmm. Like it's sort of a, yeah, it's just like a back and forth for me personally. Yeah, for sure. I also feel like it's a, it's such a bizarre, t- or at least I've never felt this in the history of, in the history of my 34 years on this <laughs> earth. <laughs> like I've just, I've never felt like, oh, I feel something so completely different about this huge thing than someone else does. Some people are like, I can't wait to see everyone. I can't wait to get back out there. And then I'm so happy and I'm seeing people and I'm doing this. And then there are some people, and I was one of those people, like I'm an extrovert and I was like terrified for things to open up because I was like, well, I've been able to give myself all this time that, you know, this past year. And like, I've had some traumatic things happen this past year. I'm not ready for that. You know, one of my friends, Austin, who's been on our podcast, my writing partner, Austin, he said, he said, I feel like I'm like, everyone's at the starting line of this marathon and, you know, we're like waiting for the gun to go off. And he's like, and I don't even really know where the, like where the starting line is. Like, I'm just Mm. kind of like, okay, this is uh, happening. Like I have, I been training for this. I don't know. You know, like you're just kind of, you were just like a claw picked you up out of the little, like, you know, vending machine. And then it's just dropping you wherever. And like, okay, go work, like live your life now. But then, yeah. And now we're back at this other, it's just so much mind fuckery. (laughs) Like, and it's, it's hard to stay motivated to do anything. I think. Yeah like set and keep goals. I don't know if you've found that. But. I I have like I can really relate to the difficulty with being extroverted. I have noticed for the past two weeks there's been this arts festival in Buffalo. Also I moved to Buffalo, New York. Oh, yeah. We really should like- have started with this. <laughs> Uh, abandoned me, even though I moved into a new apartment and she would have been like two blocks away, would have been perfect for podcast situations, but whatever. She abandoned me to Buffalo with her cool husband and got a really cute dog. I got the cutest fucking dog. I got the cutest fucking dog in the in the whole world. Soft. I mean, we really should have a whole episode about like how pets keep you active. Pets, babies, all of them make they, you make you move more than you normally would, I think. Yeah. But part of the reason I want a dog is I, I kind of want a dog too. And it's because I'm like, yeah, I like, I love the idea of getting up early in the morning and like going out and walking with my dog, getting a coffee, you know, getting moving. Um, I love the idea of that. I will never do it unless I'm like forced to. So that's where the dog comes in. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, unless no. I become one of those people who like trains the dog to sleep until 12 like me. <laughs> and then falls down the drain. <laughs> oh my gosh. Who does that? Who trains their dog to sleep? Um, I've, I've heard about it with babies. Oh, <laughs> babies are different than dogs yeah I guess whatever I don't know it seems to me I don't have either so. yeah I know <laughs> oh my gosh what was I talking about moving to Buffalo uh doing the oh setting goals setting being goals. an extrovert two weekends in a row there's a festival happening I've wanted to check it out and I feel so nervous to reach out to people to look into it to make the plan it feels very weird but yes I moved to Buffalo. Mega moved to another place in Williamsburg. That's sort of what we're going to talk about a little bit in this episode, just sort of like a catch up. Like, what the heck have we been doing in our lives? Yeah, I got a puppy. Mega has a lot to say about eggs. 
Yeah, I just froze my eggs. We're not going to get into it today, but I literally am laying on a heating pad right now because I froze my eggs yesterday. And let me tell you something, people who listen to this podcast, most of you are probably like, you know, women or identify as women. So that's why I, you know, I feel cool about talking about my eggs so much, but let me tell you, I didn't know how a female body works. So we're going to have an episode about that because I'm 34 and didn't understand how my body produces eggs or how I get pregnant. So, oh my gosh. Yeah. I still don't really understand every month when I have my period, I'm like, I think I remember what this means about my egg cycle, uterine lining, like a small, whatever. Yeah. Like we see that in the video. And then like, you see, like even a dog wears a pad, like (laughs) in the video, in the health, nobody fucking tells you like what your body is literally doing, like the hormones. And yeah, I wait, pause for a second. What video did you watch where a dog was wearing a menstrual pad? think about Never it. Seen that. I think that it was okay. It was my fifth grade teacher, Mrs. Walton. She, oh. I think talked about, so maybe it wasn't in a video. I think she talked about how her dog wore pads too and how it was normal. <laughs> like, And that ended with me because I was like, yeah, guys, we all have to do it. Even her dog does. <laughs> so that was my introduction to womanhood is you're like a you're like a dog. <laughs> You're going to bleed from your vagina like a dog. I don't, I don't think that's true. Oh, you know, is that, could that be true? So many if dogs dog are is, fixed. Yeah. Unless your dog's not fixed. So I guess Mrs. Walton was just like breeding on the side of being a fifth grade teacher, which is what I'm now realizing. I thought we were the only animals that got periods. If anyone knows the answer to this. I'm going to Google it. I'll Google it. Well, dog periods. I'm on my work computer. <laughs> Dogs typically go into heat. I mean, if you give birth, Caitlin, you have to have a... Okay. This is why we need the egg episode. The egg okay. Episode. Yeah. Okay. But moving on from dog periods and eggs. Yeah. That's what I've been doing. But doing that because, you know, I don't know if anyone else has felt this, <laughs> but... The pandemic has really made me reckon with my mortality. Oh my um, gosh. Anyone else? <laughs> I think, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to take a wild guess that our demo is probably like late twenties, 30, like late twenties to like forties. Right. So I think we're all in that spot where it's kind of like, oh no, <laughs> like I was telling Caitlin that I feel like I left the city for, so like I was reporting from North Carolina for a lot of our, you know, last episodes which is why my mom was on so many episodes, but (laughs) that was a whole thing. And I know that there are a lot of people that were in my situation too, who moved home and you were basically like, and like, you know, you're a therapist, Caitlin, so you could talk about this, but like you're thrown back into all of those patterns of living at home. All of my food issues from living at home came up. Yeah. Just like I started to mimic like whatever my parents movement, it just, it was a lot, it was a lot like, you know, to do that. But then conversely, Caitlin, you were like stuck in the city for however long. And then you decided to leave, which is something that a lot of people also did. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, cause, oh my gosh, you know, it's so interesting talking to people who, you know, yeah, weren't living in New York at all. And it, it just was such a different pandemic experience because yeah, we had a small one bedroom apartment in a fifth floor walk up no laundry or anything in the unit or like any frills or anything like that. And 
in the before times, it would be an awesome apartment because you just, you know, your apartment in New York City is where you sleep and sometimes eat. And the city, you're just out all the time. Mm -hmm. But when we were there, I don't know if we talked about this, but like, you know, Diego lost his job like super early in the pandemic. And it was really hard to get work and like, was work even safe and all of this stuff. We were- He had a job where like he had to physically go there. He was like a- Yeah, he- He had his job in order to do it. Yeah. And so then they just, you know, they had him come in for like one final week. They had all their employees come in. Don't guys, no one trust your, don't trust your bosses. Um, <laughs> Cause they had all their employees like come in for a final week and maybe I'll cut this out. Cause I don't want to, <laughs> but whatever. <laughs> so it's just like, the point was we were living in this small apartment and we just kept hearing it stay inside as much as possible Every time you go outside, it's potentially risking someone's life. So we were like, okay, we stayed inside for, I think, literally three months. Like we did our laundry in the bathtub Mm -hmm. and we managed pretty well. But even once we started like going out and like all of that, we were just like, this is, this is rough. Like this is a very cramped existence and we're not sure, we're not sure what we can do to like, to feel like we're moving forward. Like you talked about that earlier in this episode, like the feeling of just being so frozen or so stuck. And then like sort of seeing other people who seem to be moving and you're like, what, how are you doing that? Right. It's just, everyone was, or everyone's been progressing at such different rates or like not progressing at all. And then, so even if someone progresses like a micro inch, it's like, wait, what? And that kind of comparison broad, you know, seep starts to seep in. We had like, we had some friends who like became kind of successful overnight during the pandemic. Yeah. Uh, And like, as amazing as that was to, to like see that for someone that you really care about and think is great. Even that was like, Oh my gosh. Like they did all of that during this. Like I could barely get out of bed. And I think like what uh, some days, I think like what has been the biggest reminder to me is just telling yourself that that's okay. Which is such a, something that we talk about a lot when it comes to like exercise or like whatever diety type or, you know, body image stuff that you have is just like reminding yourself that it's okay to be where you are and that, you know, everyone's circumstances are wildly different, but it's, that doesn't make it any less strange or uncomfortable. Yes. Awful. Yeah. Like the, that technique, right. Of being able to accept yourself, forgive yourself for having a rough day. Right. It's not, yeah. It doesn't mean the pain goes away automatically at all. You know, it just means that you're not going to add on or heap on that double punishment of, oh, and I'm a loser for not being okay. You know, it's sort of just like, okay, like right now in this moment, I'm not okay. Yeah. And that in and of itself is understandable. And, you know, it doesn't mean that I'm broken. It doesn't mean that I'm a bad person. It just means that I'm suffering. If a friend was in the same situation, what would I say to them? You know, it might not change it right away. But yeah, like the being okay, I think being okay with struggle, I think has been really hard. Yeah. 
and there are like so many, yeah, just, I think also just because everyone, a lot of people are there. I was talking about this. I don't know if we even talked about this previously, but just how like everyone's cup is overflowing or not overflowing. Everyone's cup. That's is usually, empty. yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. No, everyone's cup is empty. Only, only Z-Way and Olivia Rodrigo's cups are overflowing. Okay. Let me tell you. <laughs> The only people who like truly came out of the pandemic, like with a glow are, is Olivia Rodrigo, the 17 year old, you know, <laughs> starlet. I feel bad for her ex, even though I hate him because I should, because she told me to, but anyway, <laughs> like their but, cups like, yeah. are overflowing. Their ours are fucking overfloweth. Ours, all of our cups are fucking empty. So it's like, oh, I'm in crisis. Oh, you're in crisis too. Okay. Well, where do I get support? Oh, no <laughs> one can support me. Like that's, that's what this whole pandemic has felt like. And I've had friends come to me where like, I, you know, you, if you've been going through something and you're like, I, I don't have anything to give you because I barely have enough to give myself. And we're just, that's not, and it's like, yeah, could that be like situational in, in previously in our lives? Sure. Like, you know, maybe someone, a couple people have a loss at the same time and they're close friends or, you know, whatever. Yeah. But like, I just, I've never experienced it on this level where everyone is really struggling and like the amount of grace that you have to give to people in your life right now, uh, is, is more than you typically do. <laughs> and just kind yeah. of really understanding that like, there's probably five different meanings behind something someone says, if it's fraught with some, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it just, and if you're an anxious person, then that kind of breeds even more anxiety for it's, it's just, it's just a goddamn lot. So you're dealing with that. Oh, and by the way, people are trying to force you to lose weight to get out oh my god oh and by the way I know I will say this okay so at some point let's go back to all of the feelings because one of the things that I have done during the pandemic one thing that's changed for me is I started taking antidepressants and who boy that's been fabulous um really recommend that but yeah I can really relate to there were some tough moments like there are some real sad thoughts some some real difficulties with all of this pandemic stuff and just how everyone's dealing with it um and the the diet culture stuff that's been kicking up during the pandemic has been so fierce and I think I was sort of like I think I had done a really good job of really divorcing myself from it me too so like, it really took me by surprise. And I, you know, what I, um, I recently guested on the difficult women podcast who we, Katie and Marie, we've both had on this podcast. Um, and I did say that, like, that was something that for the most part, I feel really, really lucky to have sort of skated by on, you know, like, I feel like I had maybe done an, a good amount of intuitive eating work for myself that like for a lot of the pandemic, like that was not something that I was, I wasn't stressed about losing weight or trying to go on a diet or anything like that. But then, yeah, like last December, I think right after I moved to Buffalo, I really noticed like, wow, I'm all of a sudden having all of these thoughts of like, well, maybe I should, maybe I should try a harder workout routine that I don't really like, cause maybe it would tone me up more, you know, just like it was just the same old diet culture thoughts. And it's like, oh yeah, because I moved my entire life to a totally strange city. Yeah. Yup. Yup. Yeah. <laughs> like 
I don't, I like, I feel the same way. I felt like I was, you know, and like through just having our podcast and talking with people about it and being like, no, I'm not crazy. These ideas are real. And this is something that is, you know, is helpful for me, but kind of just when your whole foundation is completely shook, it's impossible for you to like, I don't know. I mean, like Maslow's hierarchy of needs. I that's so cliche, but whatever. I'm going to call it your, like your Sunday. Like when you're like glass of your Sunday is shaking, like you can't have your cherry on top, which was like intuitive eat You know what I mean? Like, no, my, the glass of my Sunday, the glass, I don't know. It's in a glass, I, I my Sunday bowl. My love this is like shattering. <laughs> so like, yeah, all that I can do is try and keep my, keep the bowl for my Sunday together. I can't, all the other trappings are just out the window. But then when like, the world kind of started to open up again, which I think was around December, like the vaccine was coming and it was like, oh my God, I'm going to be around people. Maybe I've felt like I was hiding myself or hiding my body a little bit because I hadn't seen anyone. Um, and I mean, every time that I had any kind of body issues during the pandemic, it was, I had to wear clothes to go somewhere and see someone. Wow. Um, yeah. Like, like, oh, I'm going to have like an outdoor meetup with my cousins that I haven't seen in a while. That's where I start to panic about my body. Um, like, or if my clothes aren't fitting or that kind of thing. But I think with stuff opening back up again and seeing people that you haven't seen in a long time, that is I feel like I'm not just me for a lot of people. That's a huge trigger for people. Like if you're going to, it's the same thing as like, oh, I'm going to lose 30 pounds before this wedding. You know what I mean? Because you absolutely, it's just, you, you attach that virtue to you being a certain size when like clearly right now, that is not what anyone is thinking about. And I honestly don't know one person who hasn't gained weight. I don't. And someone the other day, my friend, Hannah, Hannah, who's also in the podcast, she was like, if you, if you like got into shape and got super toned over the pandemic, you're a psychopath. <laughs> like I believe in that. Although I think like people like that probably use exercise in, in a way to control things in this, in like the same way as maybe like I use food to try and comfort myself. So, but I think with the, with everything opening again, it's like, you don't have your Sunday bowl put together. And then all of a sudden you're like, wait, but I was supposed to have I was supposed to look like this and I was supposed to have this job and I was supposed to do this. And, you know, like all that stuff starts to come back and all the insecurity starts to seep back into you. And so then you start to worry about stuff that you maybe have had gotten past or uh, felt you had control of. And now you, for me at least, and I talked about this before on here too, but like when I'm in times where I don't feel in control of anything, that is something that I literally feel like I, I'm like, I can control this. Like, fine. I'll watch a number go down on a scale. It's like a high, like, okay, I can control this. I'm making this happen to my body. And it's not even about like, it's not even about losing weight. It's like about the control. And I think, yeah, when everything's so uncertain, how else, like, it's, it's hard to kind of find a place of control for yourself, especially when it comes to like food and your body and, and exercise and all that stuff. I really love that you brought up that point, Mego. just how triggering and how activating it has been for so many people to just be like time to put on clothes and go 
see people out in the world, even though I think so many of us intellectually know, right? Or cognitively know, like there's a part of us that's like, wait a minute, no one cares about that. My friends are just excited to see me because they're my real friends. And I know all of my friends are struggling with this, but it's, I can't remember where I read this quote. Maybe it was Kelsey Miller, the author. I don't know why I thought you were to say Kelsey Grammer. And I was like, (laughs) (laughs) that's who I thought you were going to say. Maybe it was, (laughs) yeah, you know, famous body positive activist and just all around cool guy, Kelsey Grammer. (laughs) Anyway, Anyway, Casey Miller, uh, maybe it was her. Uh, sorry if this wasn't her, but it was like, you know, body positivity isn't just learning a new language. It's unlearning your first language. So I know, I know just for me and my past, like weight, it, like you said, it wasn't about like losing weight. It's like weight represented so many other things like fitting into the pair of pants that like I got when I was at my smallest, you know, like that meant I was successful. You know, that meant I was worthy of love. That meant I was going to be good. I don't know, in some right, way, right. you know, and yeah. And like, what are you craving the most right now when your Sunday bowl is shattered and your first layer of ice cream is gone? Like you're craving... <laughs> you're craving knowing that things are going to be okay or knowing that like knowing that things can be as they were or yeah knowing that you're worth something in this world because the world feels so unsettling and we all are I think a lot of people are struggling with their worth right now because the pandemic's really made you question a lot about yeah your life Uh, people moved because they were like wait a minute I don't like this (laughs) this isn't worth it to me like my values have completely changed you know Uh, yeah like so it's just like made you question so much and change so much that it just becomes this kind of old hat way of making yourself feel like you're worth something yeah Uh, and it's just so upsetting (laughs) <laughs> uh, yeah I mean for for us it was like oh my you know it was that whole thing of like when we made the decision to leave New York City it was a few months before the vaccine was even a possibility you know all of that yeah like we were just like oh I think our values are are gonna change right now like it was that sort of thing so we had taken a trip, like a short weekend vacation to Buffalo. We really liked it here. We were like, it's cheap. It has a winter and with climate change, who knows how long that's going to last anywhere else. (laughs) So let's experience a winter and let's move to a place where we can be outside uh, and not be as scared. And so we moved here, you know, the vaccine came out, but it's still been, you know, like up and down. It's been, it's been really weird to leave New York city been so weird and you left for a while and then you came back yeah also weird and the neighborhood the neighborhood that Caitlin and I live in I feel like is it's pretty like hip not to not mm-hmm. to say that I'm hip but like our neighborhood is like a pretty like was like a pretty hip place and I think that's honestly what like made me reckon with my mortality and I started seeing a nutritionist because I was like that far off of like I can't even I like I, I don't even know who I am or what to focus on 
and like moving back to the city after being gone from it. Because when you leave a place that is such your identity, and I feel like you guys are probably feeling like this too. And anyone who's left, I don't know, anyone who's left a place that they've been in for a long time. But I think especially like a big city, like a New York or LA, it's like, oh, that's your identity to so many people. And that's how you feel that people see you. Like people in my family, like the first thing that they say when I see them, oh, how's New York? You're in the big city. Like you're this person who did this thing, you know? And it's like a big deal to to so, so many people. So yeah, when you take that away, who are you? <laughs> and like, so kind of grappling <laughs> with that, but like it took away so many other things. Like yeah, I, for people who are performing, if you're not a performer, who are you? Oh my uh, God. If, if you can't Tell go to the gym every day, who are you? Like, it, yeah, just like there were so many things that were, that we were so used to kind of defining us that were just kind of stripped away. So it was like, okay, well, who am I now if I don't have A, B, C, D, E, F, you know what I mean? All of these things that I'm used to. And when you feel unsettled like that, again, you're going to revert to past negative habits, I guess, that you have, even though I, it's like, I could, I was telling myself and I've been telling myself, I'm still struggling with it right now. I'm still struggling with it. Like I ordered like a keto meal plan and I don't even believe in keto. I don't believe in it. Like I think it's bad for your body. Like I ordered, I ordered like a, to be fair, I ordered like a lean, lean protein veggies thing. And I was like, I just want to like feel better. I've just been eating a lot of like processed foods. I want to feel better. But then I was like, but I know that I'm saying I want to feel better. And I do, but there's also a wedding coming up and I, I'm trying to like lose 10 pounds before the wedding. And like, what is that going to do for And it's, that's an insane place to be when you've worked through all of this before, you know, but which is also to say that when people say that they figured it out or they like, there's a lot of, this bothers me about some body positivity people on social media and just in general, like when people claim that they have figured it out, they act as though life is not a sign graph. They act as though it is like just you're up a hill and then you're at the top of the hill and then you're just there and you never come down. That's so unrealistic. And I hate, I hate when body positivity people are kind of like that and don't talk about their struggles. Um, Yeah. Well, cause it's, you know, I, I think it like, again, is mimicking the same thing that diet culture does, which is putting all of the the onus on the individual and it's you who need to do the work. If you're not, it's again, it's that thing of being okay with not being okay. Sometimes mm-hmm. I I was telling Mego before we started getting a uh, recording, I signed up for a half marathon at the beginning of the year. It was a goal I had for myself. I've run a half marathon in the past and I have been off to a rocky start in my training But it's been really interesting because I feel like I'm watching my thoughts about it. And there's like 50-50 thoughts that are, oh, running is great because you burn lots of calories and lose weight while running. And then the other 50% is, you know, Caitlin, you, you know that that's not real. You know, you know, that's not sustainable. Um, we want to do an episode or we want to talk more about intuitive eating in episodes in the future. Cause another thing I've started doing during the pandemic is I'm training to be a certified intuitive eating counselor. So I'm training with Evelyn Triboli, who's like one of the authors and like inventors of intuitive eating. But you know, there, you know, it's like, Caitlin, you know, there's so much scientific evidence that like eh, purposeful weight loss just like doesn't work. So 
just, you, you know, that the other reason why you signed up for a half marathon is like, you do like working out that you have this podcast about <laughs> fitness. Like you love working out. You feel fucking great after you do it. It's something that helps me like connect to body confidence or at least body neutrality when I don't feel like my body quote unquote looks good. You know, when I'm having those struggling thoughts and I think there's problems with this thinking too. I just want to be clear. Like, I think the mindset of, well, my body's okay. Cause it's strong. You know, I think it's right. like, it's like, ultimately your body is okay because you are okay because you because I am glad that you've been surviving this pandemic. And I hope that in whatever shape your body's in, it is giving you good experiences. Like it's carrying you through life. So like, no matter what you're okay. But for me personally, I'm like, oh shit, I just ran, you know, four miles. I, I was hella slow. Like <laughs> I feel crazy. Yeah. But like, fuck. Awesome. You know, it, it's a, it's a good feeling for me. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I get that too. Like I do, I, cause I believe it's the endorphins. Cause it gives mm-hmm. you that, like those endorphins, I'm sure create some kind of, you know, a confidence boost, of course. And like, you just feel a little tighter and. And I also have this weird motivation. Like again, I, I think I was, I was also telling my before we started, I don't know. We'll see if I, we'll see if I finish the training. I'm a little behind, like I said, but there is also part of me that's like, it would, it would be awesome to do this. And it would be awesome to not lose weight, obviously, you know, like maintain the same to sort of feel Cause one of the big criticisms I feel like people have of health at every size and intuitive eating is like, Oh, it just, it's promoting an unhealthy lifestyle. So there's something for me really satisfying about being like, no, fuck you. I'm not trying to lose weight. I'm not restricting my calories. I'm running a fucking half marathon and I can do it at whatever size, like my body needs to be to do that. So get out of here with your anti, anti-diet rhetoric. <laughs> right, right, exactly. I agree with that. I think I, like something, uh, so I started seeing a nutritionist yes. for like over the pandemic because I felt like I kind of, I wasn't feeling good. And like, this was not an, I'm not feeling good. I want to lose weight type of a thing. It was like, I'm not feeling good. Like I have a, I have like a gluten intolerance. I'm really not supposed to eat gluten. I was like, I was really kind of like letting myself do that whenever I felt like it. And I was just feeling like shit. So I started seeing a nutritionist and well, definitely, I really want to have her on the show because she's so great. The basic things that I've learned were just like, oh yeah, food, like food is, is truly meant to sustain you. And like your only, re- I mean, not your only reason for eating it. Cause like, that's not true. Like, I think you can have food for joy too, clearly, but like, well, like you can have food for joy, but like at the same time, like eating a variety of foods is important because like certain things do help certain, you know, certain foods do help you, whatever. Just thinking about it holistically and not thinking about it weight wise has been so helpful. Like she's like, yeah, you want to eat the basic, the truly basic things that my three rules with my nutritionists were eat something before 12, because I would get busy and I wouldn't eat breakfast. And I don't usually love breakfast, but she was like, just eat something before 12. It doesn't matter what it is. She was like, if it's like, she was like, if you can like even put milk in your coffee, cause that's protein, like great. Just so that'll kind of like sustain you. Um, she was like, it's about keeping you functioning. That's like yes. the bare minimum. And then my other goal was like, drink a certain amount of water. That was the other basic goal, just drink water, which is 
uh, weirdly hard to do. I have this fun, <laughs> you, nobody can see it because um, you're not on Zoom with me, but Caitlin is, I have this fun water bottle that I won from work where it's one of those like motivating water bottles and it has the times on it. And it's like, get started at 8 a.m. Don't quit, think healthy, almost there, you did it. So I've been doing that to get to make sure that I'm drinking my water. I um, love that so much. <laughs> like it's a way, it's like this dumb way to feel in control in the same way that you would if you were being super restrictive. Like, but I feel in control because I'm like, I'm doing something to help my body. I'm eating before 12 because that will help my body. I'm drinking this water because that will help my body and that will help me focus. And then my, like our final rules were like, try and add, try to add at least a handful of vegetables to lunch and dinner. That was it. That was it. (laughs) Like, that was it. (laughs) That's all. And she was like, yeah, she was like, if you add, she was like, if you add those handfuls of vegetables or she said like one to two handfuls at each meal, you're not going to feel overly hungry and you're, and they're not going to kind of make you feel as tired as it would if, you know, she was like, and I was like, but what if I want to have a big pasta dinner? She was like, well then just have a vegetable for breakfast and a vegetable. And I was like, oh yeah, <laughs> like you can it's like, think about things like that. It's not to be all or nothing. Like, oh, I ate this whole pasta and I had I didn't have any of my vegetables. So I might as well just stop it. I might as well not drink water and not eat before 12. Like that's like how I would have thought before, but it was just kind of like, okay, that is like a baseline of, of like me feeling like, okay, I'm doing something to make my body feel okay. Um, yes. yeah. And at the bare minimum, like the water and the eating before 12 thing was really, oh my gosh. Well, and you know, like, this is the thing that I've been really appreciating about my intuitive eating training, right. Is that all of that sounds, I think like very aligned because there's this whole principle and in intuitive eating, which is discovering the satisfaction factor and satisfaction is meant in a holistic way. Satisfaction is how you're feeling before you eat the thing, how you're feeling and enjoying it when you're eating the thing and how you feel after you eat the thing, mm-hmm. you know, and like really starting to pay attention to that, to give yourself permission to say, there are some days where I will purposefully give myself permission to eat gluten. I know I'm going to have an upset tummy afterwards. And there are other days where you might say parts of me want to eat gluten, but I also know that it's going to hurt my body, you know? So I might feel a little sad, but like, I'm going to make this decision in a purposeful way and feel satisfied, like eating other things. So it's like a whole, and I also say this, you know, you said like food is here to sustain us. That's so, I really love that. And joy is sustaining too. I think that's another thing with this freaking pandemic is like, I've been trying to be more purposeful of like, you have to find moments of freaking joy where you can, as if it was like doctor's orders, you know? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, that's so, that's so true. My therapist said something to me like a couple months ago, she was like, well, what if it wasn't like, I have to blah, blah, blah. I have to blah, blah, blah. What if it was, I get to, I get to make my coffee in the morning. I get to wake up and make my coffee. I get to like, I get to read a book to calm down before I go to bed or, you know, whatever, whatever it is. Thing. She was like, if you kind of think about your day to day in that way and finding little pieces of excitement, which is what I think we've all kind of had to do. And yeah, for a lot of people, has your excitement been your food and has it, you know, always been maybe the most sustaining foods or the food that's going to make you the feel the best? 
maybe not. That's, you know, another thing, but yeah, like just having those moments where you're like, I get to blah, I get to stretch. I get to go on a walk that clears my mind. Kind of like, I don't know, just it's really feels like it's so much about reframing. And this is coming from someone who's really like, you know, laying on a fucking heating pad and hasn't been allowed to like move in a week or, you know, two weeks from these eggs, just trying to think in that way. is so much more helpful than I have to blah, blah, blah. I have to lose weight. I have to do this because like, because why, like what's going to happen if you don't, but what will happen if you, if you get to look forward to something like you'll be happy, you know, like that's what will happen. But what will happen if you're trying to hold yourself back in that way is that you won't be happy. Yeah. I feel like that would be a good, so there's like all of these things that we're talking about that like we've been doing during the pandemic, you know, and we want to do like more in-depth episodes on them, like intuitive eating, like egg freezing and how dogs have to wear menstrual pads. Exactly. One whole episode about dog menstrual pads. (laughs) Um, oh yeah. And we're going to talk about, I got an at-home spin bike. I have a Peloton hack people. Girl. I, got a, I got a Peloton hack for my mentee, my mentee. Amazing. <laughs> so I have a hack for everyone. Yeah. We'll talk uh, so many things, uh, but also if you're listening and you want us to talk about something, now's the time, because I feel like we're going to do a lot of freeform episodes this season where we're not necessarily talking with guests because we can't really go and work out with people in the same way. Uh, mm-hmm. And I, you know, we want to delve into what it's like to be at home or what it's like to be in this time and working it out in this time. So yeah, if you have anything you want to, you want us to focus on now's the time biatch. <laughs> yeah. Um, like you, you saying that last story made me think like, oh, we should do an episode on like how to fucking hack your mind. Right. Like when you're struggling, cause it made me think of, and I'll just share this real briefly. Like it made me think of when I started taking antidepressants, I absolutely had those thoughts that were like, oh no, one of the side effects is you gain weight. And I have something I'm really proud of is I've stopped totally weighing myself or measuring myself. And I've had so many thoughts since I started taking antidepressants where I was like, oh, I want to see, I want to see if I gained weight or not. And some, some days I think that I have some days that I think, I think that I haven't, but like what I've been trying to do is like, no matter how I'm feeling is like, I'll sort of look at my body in the mirror and I'll just be like, oh yeah, look at those rolls. That's kind of cute. Like that's, you know, it's like, what happens if you just tell your, what happens if you just tell yourself this is my body. And like, this is kind of hot. I don't know if that sounds insane. (laughs) I definitely, I definitely get that. And also I feel like when you're trying to, when you're trying to lose weight or you're trying to, when you're trying to mold your body in that way, like, is it really for yourself? You're looking at yourself through what you think through a lens that you think other people are looking at you. That's what I constantly do. When I'm really struggling, something that I do when I'm walking past people on the street, if I'm walking past someone, I'm like, I think they're my size. I look at the reflection. Oh God, yeah. I look at the reflection to see like, is my perspective off? Am I bigger than I? But it's like, but it's that, who is that for? <laughs> like, who is that for? That is helping no one. That is making both of us feel bad. Me and the other person I'm walking by, like who doesn't notice? But yeah, just like, who is that for? That through someone else's lens. This season, we're reclaiming our own lens. <laughs> I'm JFK of Work It Out. We're reclaiming our own lens. (laughs) You heard it here first, folks. Hot off the presses. What a scoop. 
what a scoop jfk is alive <laughs> uh, oh my gosh well, can you imagine no his by the way he his like great grand someone i mean okay he's not he, jfk wouldn't be that old but like someone is one of the kennedys is really under fire right now for dating so many women because he's so attractive because that whole family is so hot anyway really big tangent not related to working out at all but that kind of stuff is fun too <laughs> Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Maybe we'll do an episode on uh, trashy TV that we love just for fun. Who knows? Yeah, or tra- gossip news. Gossip news. Is that what it is? Gossip news. Yeah, that's gossip news. BJ Novak also under fire. Anyway, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it all. <laughs> um, thank you for listening to us. Listening yes. to us ramble and talk to each other for the first time on air. Any, on air. I mean, uh, on recording. On, air, on recording in a year. And until next time, keep working it out. Yeah.